absolute power corrupts absolutely. Now, I've got two men. Two men with a gut full of fear. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. everyone, and welcome once again to an abbreviated edition of The Master Plan. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and I'm glad you joined me on this uh, golden child of a Super Bowl. That's right, it's Super Bowl 50. Two men enter, one man's going to walk out. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be the Denver Broncos? Is it going to be... Um, the Carolina Panthers, I'm going to, for the next 30 minutes, try to break it down uh, as best as I can and come up with a a score, so to speak. It is going to be more than what they ha- have at the point spread, which I think is over six or six and a half or something like that, six, six and a half, or is it going to be, quite naturally, less than that? Two men enter, one man walks out. Who's it going to be? Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers. On any given Sunday, anything can happen. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. This is the last big game of the 2015-2016 season. A week before uh, Valentine's Day. And any given Sunday, anything can happen. I know who's favorite, but my esteemed uh, uh, 
a friend that I talked to recently and also had a show yesterday, picked the Denver Broncos. Am I going to jump on board with him or am I going to go the other way and dab a little bit? Okay. Let's get to this first before we uh, talk about the Super Bowl. I want to talk about what took place yesterday, last night to be specific. The NFL had its honors award show. On, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody, not everybody, but uh, quite a few people watched it to see who would be the MVP of the league, uh, who would be the rookie of the year, who would be the coach of the year, who would be the defensive player of the year, and, and comeback player of the year. I mean, uh, most of these were no-brainers, to tell you the truth. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about comeback player of the year. He hails from the Kansas City Chiefs. He was diagnosed with uh, um, cancer in 2014. And he played a major role in in the uh, Kansas City Chiefs' seventh-ranked defense this past year. Um, According to Pro Football Focused, he was the number four overall safety. He got 38 first-place votes. Quite naturally, he won easily over Carson Palmer and Adrian Peterson. He's going to be a free agent, and he'll be one of the highest-paid safeties probably going into the 2016 season. I'm talking about the none other, if you haven't caught it by now. Excuse me. Eric Berry. Um, I can't recall anyone that made such a swift recovery from such a um, horrible disease and being able to play at a high level as he did, including um, being an all-pro. It's an astonishing story, probably going to be made into a book one of these days. But uh, you got to give your hats off to uh, Eric Berry of the Kansas City Chiefs. Another guy that... um, Started off with, I wouldn't say with some uh, um, uh, behind the eight ball, but he, he he recovered, coming out of college, recovered from a torn ACL. He got picked number six um, with, I thought the Rams were taking a heck of, heck of a chance in the uh, past 2015 NFL draft, but it proved to be um, – a good calculated risk. One of my favorite pl- new players, that especially a running back, who you, if you've been listening to me know, that's one of my uh, favorite positions in football. Uh, member of the now Los Angeles Rams, formerly of the St. Louis Rams. Had over 100,000, excuse me, had over, not 100,000, had over 1,100 yards, was just short, uh, uh, just short, uh, of uh, 1,110 yards, had 4.8 yards per carry in the games that he did play. He scored 10 touchdowns, ranked fourth in yards per game, and finished only behind Doug Martin in 20-plus yards runs. 
uh, he he garnered enough votes to take it away from uh, Jameis Winston, who finished 17 votes behind, uh, as you know, Todd Gurley. Associated Press 2015 Offensive Rookie of the Year. Got to hand it to him. My man was uh, uh, balling out and uh, uh, sure richly deserved it. All right, let me go to the DPOY, which is the Defensive Player of the Year. It's the third time in four seasons my man has won this Defensive Player of the Year. Even though he took a short step back, but he still led the league with 17 and a half sacks and finished as pro football focus highest graded 3-4 end. He received 37 um, votes, followed by a Rams defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. Um, Panthers um, middle linebacker who's playing in this year's Super Bowl, Luke Kuechly. And also uh, cornerback Josh Norman, who's playing in this year's Super Bowl. I'm not talk. I'm talking about no none other than my favorite defensive end. He happens to be on the team that I root for. J J Watt. Yes, sir. J J Watt, three time, three time defensive player of the year. And, and let me tell you, people. Let me tell you, people, this guy, as long as he stays healthy and playing the way he is, future Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind. Future Hall of Famer, no doubt, dominated the game. Uh, He's been dominating the game since he came on the scene. So, people, get used to it, especially those in the AFC South uh, who have been uh, uh, seeing him wreak havoc on all three of your teams. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Jaguars. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Colts. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Titans. He'll be he'll be looking at you at 2016, uh, waving his finger or doing something something to, to try to knock you off your game. That's the, that's how he rolls. That's how the tight Texas Texans roll. Go to the NFL Coach of the Year. He beat out Chiefs coach Andy Reid who was a distant second with six votes. He led the Carolina Panthers to 15-1 and record and the NFC's number one seed in the regular season, becoming the sixth team in history to finish with only one loss. The Panthers led the NFL in turnover margin and ranked as a top-five run defense, allowing just over 19 points per game. Uh, 19.25 to be exact. Uh, Rivera has two losses over his last 24 games dating to, to last year. It marks the second time he's won the award. The Associated Press named Broncos de- uh, defensive coordinator Wade Phillips its assistant coach of the year. So in the, in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, before I get to the MVP, in the Super Bowl you have the uh, NFL coach of the year and the assistant coach coach of the year, who's on the opposite side for the Denver Broncos as the defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. And then we get to the MVP of 2015, as if it was a a mystery. He threw for 3,837 yards. He had a touchdown to interception ratio of 35 and 10. 
in the regular season. He rushed for 636 yards and 10 touchdowns. And that's the quarterback. That's a quarterback rushing for 10 touchdowns, people. Besides throwing for 35, he rushed for 10. That's unheard of. Make him the first player in history passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. Now, let me tell you something. People who knock cameras for saying that people are scared of me because they've never seen anything like me. Look at the stats. They've never seen anybody with, uh, as a quarterback throw that for that many touchdowns and rush for that many touchdowns as he did this year. So he's, 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 breaking, he's, he's breaking new ground here. And it was his career highs without um, his main wide receiver in Kelvin Benjamin for the entire year. You, you remember, um, uh, I think it was in training camp that he went down uh, with a torn ACL. And they were saying to the Carolina Panthers, what are they going to do? They have an all-pro tight end, true, but they don't have any wide receivers. Cam's Cam, Cam dapped his way and and um, gave balls away his way to um, improving the uh, lifting up his receiving core. Um, I'm talking about his wide receivers because his his uh, um, tight end Greg Olson is a no-brainer. His play elevated, I guess. I, like I said, a middling cast to a 15 win win season, and quite naturally, you know, Cam. Oh, Cam is in the Super Bowl. Winning by a landslide, getting 48 first-place votes. He also beat out Antonio Brown for Offensive Player of the Year. So, besides winning the MVP, he was Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, Cam. Now, you got 15 minutes, about 15 minutes left in this show. Like I said, it's an abbreviated show. Um, festivities are, are, are in the making of uh, the, uh, the, the the Super Bowl party in, in this household. So uh, this is an abbreviated show because I got I to gotta somewhat do my part, whatever it is. And uh, <laughs> and um, I got uh, all kinds of things coming behind me. You wouldn't, you would believe me, believe me. Anyway, the matchups in Super Bowl Fifty. The number one defense, Denver. They they allowed two hundred ninety six points in the regular season, which equates to eighteen and a half, a little more than eighteen and a half points a game for their opponents. While scoring, um, twenty points. No, while scoring twenty-two point one points. So, and they really struggled to score those points. You know that Denver is the uh, runs the ball a lot, but not as much as the. Uh, um, Carolina Panthers, who who uh, run the ball over uh, 40, 46% of the time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they're running, running as most team in the league. 
And <clears throat> Carolina Panthers allowed uh, 19.25, just a little over 19 points a game. So both these defenses are relatively stingy while scoring um, 31.25 points a game. So the difference between um, Denver and their opponent, opponent is roughly about four points, and they're and supposedly in more uh, um, tighter games uh, versus the uh, Carolina Panthers, who uh, on average um, win their um, matchups by over 10 points. But you got two defenses coming in here. One defense, one offense struggles. The other one um, can, can put up points. Let me put it that way, including their defense, which, is, which leads the league in turnover ratio. So just you have to think about that, that the uh, Carolina Panthers and Carson, not Carson, and um, Peyton Manning, who uh, since he'd come off um, an injury uh, and played back into the uh, lineup, had not thrown a interception. And even though he did lead the league, now he didn't play for like, what, seven games, or give or take something like that. And he still led the league in interceptions versus the amount of touch. I think he only threw seven touchdowns or eight touchdowns in the regular season versus uh, the amount of um, interceptions that he threw. But I have to put it like this. This is the Super Bowl. Not too many of the Carolina Panthers have any experience in the Super Bowl versus uh, the key position, one of the key positions, which is a quarterback, and this is Peyton Manning's fourth Super Bowl. He's one and two um, in uh, the three Super Bowls prior. So is he going to go out um, a loser? I hate to say it like that, but he's never a loser because it's Peyton Manning. Or is he going to go out a, a winner uh, of this year's Super Bowl? Now, I'm normally an AFC guy because, um, as you people know, if you've listened to me over the years, used to be a Jet fan. That's in the AFC. Um, and now I'm a Texan fan. That's still in the AFC. So I used to be, uh, I used to be, I I am presently and have always been uh, ever since the AFL and those who know what the AFL is, American Football League, before they joined forces with the National Football League and became the, uh, and and then they had, they separated the conferences, the AFC and the NFC. Uh, And I root for teams in the AFC, though I do like players uh, that play in the NFC. But in my opinion, because the uh, statistics are telling me that regardless of the two defenses and Denver being the number one defense and uh, um, the way that the Denver Broncos handled the Patriots uh, two weeks ago, Carolina Panthers – who have a quarterback that's never been in the Super Bowl, 
but he's been on a big stage. Whether he won uh, when he was in a junior college, he won a championship. Whether he won in the um, in high school, if I'm not mistaken, I think he did win a championship. When when he whether he played in the SEC, which is one of the toughest college football um, conferences in all of college football, in the SEC, he won a national championship on a big stage. Cam Newton says he's not going to get nervous. Cam, I I I I I I, I uh, admire you being confident that. Um, your nervousness will not get the best of you, or you won't think that you'll, you'll be nervous coming into the Super Bowl. Reminds me of a story that uh, uh, Michael Irvin and uh, Emmett Smith, at one point, uh, they were they were together, and they were going to I think their first. In fact, I know they were going to their first Super Bowl, and both Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. Said this is just another football game, man. This is all you know. This is just we we played in big games, but this is just another football game. Until they got to the to the entrance to get on the field, and realized, oh my God! Look at all the people, and and the, and realized the magnitude of what they were getting into. Now, quite naturally, when they got into the Super Bowl, they won a. Uh, Three, uh, three of them, but the first one, quite naturally, was the most uh, um, uh, nervous that they had been because the fact is they, everyone that is into the Super Bowl, for the most part, say it's another game. Take that company line, saying it's another game. Um, and I, I have to come back to this analogy because this is a great analogy, and I love especially in big moments. Mike Tyson said, when my opponent gets into the ring, he's got a plan. But everybody's got a plan until they get hit. And then uh, that plan changes quickly because sometimes when you get hit, the hit, the hit is so intense, uh, you lose your focus um, if you're not focused. So I got to I got to say that prize. Let me put it this way: that Cam Newton starts off slow. Now the Carolina Panthers historically in this playoffs have not started off slow. They had a thirty-one to nothing lead when they played um, Seattle, and Seattle came back on them. Um, but they they righted their wrong when they played the um, excuse me the, when they played the. Um, uh, Arizona Cardinals and ran up the score with uh, uh, Carson Palmer, uh, who had six turnovers. Now, and like I said, it, and, and typically in that game, everybody's got a plan until they get hit. And Carson Palmer got hit and couldn't regroup from his plan, and things went downhill from there. Six turnovers, two fumbles lost, and four interceptions is a bad showing for a veteran quarterback. Um, and uh, uh, Carolina uh, cost him in, uh, pulled him into that. I'm not saying that Peyton Manning's going to have that type of day, 
But I'm saying this, that if the Carolina Panthers get off to a quick start, uh, Denver is not, not, not the type of team that can make a real big effort of coming back from a huge deficit uh, because they have, have a hard time scoring touchdowns. Uh, and um, their main thing, just like Carolina, but Carolina can do a better splash plays than Denver. And and Carson Palmer already has said that he's a junk ball pitcher now. He's not a a fastball pitcher, meaning he has to use his uh, uh, mind and um, be more accurate with his passes. And those passes are are going to be short. Um, type passes, no long, no long passes, uh, consistently as he was in the past. So that tells me that the defense is going to creep up, play the short game because they don't think Carson Palmer can throw the ball. That's Carson Palmer, but uh, um, Peyton Manning, excuse me, Peyton Manning can throw the ball deep uh, accurately. Now he has thrown the ball deep, and we've seen him throw the ball deep, but he hasn't been accurate as accurate as he has been in the past. So what I'm saying is this, the score I'm the score I'm giving out. The score I'm giving out is approximately uh what I think the score is going to be. Um I'm thinking the score is going to be somewhere in the line of 24, 25, somewhere around there. Oh, Carolina 2021 20, somewhere around there for the Denver Broncos. And unfortunately, the Denver Broncos, I think, are going to be in the short end. Quite naturally, the storybook ending would be that Peyton Manning rides off into the sunset with a win. And um, the Denver Broncos, quite naturally, uh, win the Super Bowl. And Peyton Manning catches up with his brother winning two Super Bowls just like Eli. I don't think that is going to happen. Peyton Manning is the oldest quarterback in Super Bowl history to start to start the Super Bowl. Uh, there's a 13-year difference between Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, who's only 26. Like I said, Peyton Manning's 39. Um, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I got to believe that the the Carolina Panthers um, are going to um, win the Super Bowl for the first time in their franchise history with Cam Newton um, being the Super Bowl winning quarterback, being the third African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. We had Doug Williams. We had Russell Wilson. And, yes, this will be the third uh, African-American quarterback winning the Super Bowl. And you can best believe that there's going to be um, gifts given to whoever scores a touchdown from the Carolina Panthers to an unsuspecting fan in the stands. You can best believe that's going to, that, that Cam, if he does something um, momentous, and especially getting into the end zone, he's going to dap um, because that's that's just what he does. When all I'm looking for is a competitive Super Bowl and not a blowout. Tune in next week 
10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where JT, a.k.a. The Master, will be back here again uh, talking about the uh, Super Bowl, the past tense of the Super Bowl. Uh, and then we'll be talking, uh, it'll be Valentine's Day. And also leading into a couple weeks after that, into the NFL Combine, which is the, it starts in February 26th to the 29th. And baseball, it's going to be starting. I think pitchers and, pitchers and catchers start, um, I think this week, if I'm not mistaken. So, and we're quite naturally, we're going to be talking about fantasy baseball also. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the party that you'll be at in the Super Bowl. <laughs> don't get too, uh, 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 don't drink and drive. Have a designated driver or stay where you're at until you're able to drive sober. Um, I'm Jerry, a.k.a. The Master. And, uh... All I can say is peace. We were born to rise. We were born to rise. So what you know about?